0: on everybody it's jason snow back again with another episode of the jason snow show number 33 for friday july 2nd 2021 only 48 hours or less at this point separate you from the 4th of july how are you today good to have you in for a big episode we got a lot to we got a lot to talk about today um sorry i missed you on tuesday went away for a couple days checked out uh, to Hampton Beach, which was just a, a great trip, and I'm ta- I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I hope you enjoyed last Friday's episode where I talked about the top 10 uh, figures throughout the NFL under the most pressure heading into this upcoming season. Uh, that was a load of fun, uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, stick around, also, stick around for the end of this show where I'm going to be talking about the name and likeness of. Uh, rule changing throughout the NCAA. Athletes are going to be able to capitalize and monetize their outreach, their image, their likeness. It's a historic day in college sports. And I know a lot of athletes out there are pretty happy and I don't blame them. So we're going to react to that towards the end of the show. But before, there's no getting around this topic. I've been so excited um, to talk about this throughout. Honestly, The last month or so, and now it's all coming together. Now it's at the it's at its precipice. It's it's at its peak now. I am so excited about this. The Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals, and I I am so happy for Chris Paul and Phoenix altogether too. They've been through a lot throughout the last decade, but mostly Chris Paul and. You know, James Jones, up and coming GM, he's a young guy, former player, former three point specialist, been to the finals with LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's a really smart guy. That Miami Heat team, for the record, that like Shane Battier, Ray Allen, Chalmers was smart. Um, they, that's going to be like that old Detroit Pistons team, the bad boys, where a lot of them become for, uh, executives. They all become businessmen. Like they're just a smart team. And James Jones is capitalizing that on that right now. But I'm just so happy for that team uh, because they they built it the right way. And James Jones hasn't been there a, a very long time, but uh, I believe he drafted DeAndre Ayton, number one. He hired Monty Williams. He changed the culture. He traded for Chris Paul. He signed Jay Crowder. He drafted Mikael Bridges. He just put that team together despite a team that – was out of sorts. And, and Monty Williams said it at the end of the bubble last year. He brought the team together and pointed at Devin Booker. I'll never forget this. He pointed at Devin Booker and said, you've been through a lot. That's going to change. And Monty Williams couldn't be more right. Runner-up for coach of the year deserved it. Um, but let's let's get to Chris Paul because the discussion now is where does Chris Paul land in history? Where is he rank all time? And although that's a very... Um, interesting discussion I'm gonna twist it I think he's a top five point guard of all time I think you could make an argument he's a top 30-ish player of all time I don't want to I have no interest in going through a long list but I'm starting to realize how many things in life even out and this has something to do with Chris Paul but let me let me digress here not everything's fair but I'll, I'll tell you a story I was in Hampton Beach, like I said, last few days. And if you've ever been there, the parking situation can be a little dicey. It's very touristy, a lot of people, it's congested, um, a lot of one ways, pay for parking everywhere you look. And so I, I decided to get some takeout, right? So I drive to the restaurant, I think. You navigate through like 13 one ways, you pass the restaurant three times on the way there. Um, we found our way to go and realized the only option is to either parallel park which if that was, if I was graded on that in school, I'd get a D minus at best. (laughs) And in the process, you know, total my car and four others or park down someone's private driveway, kind of shady, dark alley, don't know what it is. So I had those two options. And so I went with the alley option, which is always, always the better alternative Um, kind of jerkish, but I paid $40 for takeout plus a handsome tip. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm good to the, good to the people. And it was an utter tourist trap. Totally walked right into it. Uh, the food was, the food was good. I'm not going to be ungrateful, but we definitely got ripped off for what we paid. And, And Hampton beach is touristy to begin with, but I came away with just the overall fair enough parked kind of in a weird situation, didn't want to parallel park like I probably should have, bent the rules, didn't, you know, kind of shorthanded my way through that situation. And then the food wasn't great and I had to pay a lot for it. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I kind of got what I deserved there. And that's where I land with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's career is kind of like a fair enough. Overcome, overcome, overcome. Now he's on the biggest stage and deserves to be and deserved to have one of his, I think, his best, the best game of his career to get there. And I think he's, all, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I think he's a top five point guard, like I said. But instead of sifting through history and where do you rank him, where do you put him, and instead, let's find a comparison because history repeats itself to a degree. So we've definitely seen this before. Where? Drew Brees. Chris Paul is Drew Brees. Their stories are all about overcoming. Breeze is much more of a stat monster than Chris Paul ever has been. Uh, Chris Paul, I think, only averaged 20 points per game or more in three seasons of his 16. And one is gonna go out on a higher note than the other. Chris Paul's putting up 41 points in a <laughs> in a clincher to get to the first to the finals. And Drew Brees, I'll always remember this about Drew Brees. Their last game this season in the playoffs, New Orleans threw one deep ball the entire game. And Drew Brees wasn't on the field for it. Flashing red light. Drew Brees, the arm's not there anymore. It's his career's at the end. But the respective storylines align quite nicely. Uh, Neither went to a powerhouse in college. Chris Paul went to Wake Forest in ACC, SEC country. There, Brees went to Purdue. Uh, Neither went number one in their drafts. But if you were to do it again they certainly would have uh chris paul went number four overall uh, not a slouch by any stretch it went number four it went in the top five but andrew bogut went number one and bogut was a, a starter throughout his entire career really good player uh injury prone throughout uh played on some really good teams won a title with the warriors but chris paul would have went number one if you were to do it again and breeze was the first pick of the second round michael vick went number one uh both had hurdles initially Paul inherited a Hornets team that was teetering between New Orleans and Oklahoma City. Breeze tore his labrum, tore his rotator cuff, and dislocated his shoulder, all with uh, his contract with the Chargers on the line. And soon after that, his time in San Diego ran thin. Uh, Both had hurdles in the middle. Chris Paul's trade to the Lakers was declined by the league because it was unfair. Uh, Miami Dolphins failed uh, Breeze's physical, and Nick Saban opted for Dante Culpepper who, if you ask Nick Saban today, comes out and says, "Uh, still haunts me a little bit. Uh, And if you didn't know, Culpepper played four games for the Dolphins, threw two touchdowns, three interceptions, and went one one and three in those starts. Uh, Both suffered notable, hard-to-look-at playoff losses. Breeze, take your pick. The Rams pass interference. Uh, They lost to Kirk Cousins at home. The Vikings were not a better team, but they won the game. And then CP3, you think of the 3-1 blown lead to Houston in 2015. And then when he was on the Rockets, the team missed 27 straight threes, though Chris Paul was hurt with a hamstring that series. Uh, that, that series was super exciting, went to seven with the Warriors, the KD Warriors. Thus far, they're, they're pretty similar. And now, at the end, both will likely finish their careers with a ring. And that's right. I'll take Phoenix over either Atlanta or Milwaukee. But overall, both improved every situation they were in. The Hornets weren't on the map. The Clippers were pathetic. The Rockets, for all their talent, weren't as good as we all thought. Oklahoma City was trying to tank. Chris Paul dragged him to the playoffs. And Phoenix hadn't made the playoffs in a decade, let alone gotten to the finals. And here they are. And for Breeze, he turned the Saints from kind of a bag-on-your-head organization to one who's now a perennial playoff team. Chris Paul, through all he's been through, injuries, playoff shortcomings, playoff disappointments, a lot of flack, never been to a finals, through everything he's been through, Chris Paul deserves a widened path. The Lakers were hurt all year long. Denver was without Jamal Murray in that series. The Clippers were without Kawhi Leonard. And now either team they face in the finals are without their star. Phoenix is going to win the NBA title. And not to take anything away from Chris Paul, it's the truth. But Chris Paul earned this. He paid his dues. I am so happy for Chris Paul. I'm super happy for Phoenix. I don't... You know, when I watch these games now, I'm, I'm doing kind of like a from 3,000 feet podcast. Not national... I mean, uh, excuse me, not... Uh, local, don't do a lot of Boston, you know, unless they're, you know, in the national spotlight. I was rooting for Phoenix in game six. Phoenix deserved this through everything they've been through. Terrible draft picks, underachieving. Now they've got it right. Now they're a playoff power and I'm super happy for them. And the Clippers were a good story too. I mean, they fought back against Utah. Paul George has been unbelievable, though the efficiency numbers weren't the greatest. Uh, the Clippers were, were comeback kids. Terrence Mann, Career Games, Reggie Jackson. They made the most of that team. They squeezed the juice out of that sponge, uh, of that orange. But the Phoenix Suns deserve this. This is their year. Um, and, and like I said, Chris Paul has paid his dues. You can talk about the widened path. You can talk about how every team they faced in the playoffs was hurt at the top of their roster. But Chris Paul... I was kind of thinking like, oh, poor Chris Paul throughout the the beginning of this series with the Clippers. I was like, oh, first of all, poor NBA fans, we get to miss out on Kawhi Leonard versus Chris Paul because Chris Paul was out with COVID. His shoulder was banged up. More, just more to overcome for Chris Paul. He deserved this year. He deserved this playoff run, and I'm really happy for him. And I think they're going to win the title. And I think if it depends on the Giannis, Trey Young uh, injuries. Whoever you know makes it to the finals, I know Milwaukee's up three two right now, so it's more than likely going to be them. Hmm. If if Giannis's injury isn't, you know, if he can play, that's a much closer series. But I'm still going to take Phoenix regardless. Um, so it, it's going to be fun. I think it's good for the league that a team like Phoenix, who's been trying to find their way, uh, been rather unsuccessful throughout the last decade, um, finds their way to the finals, and I think they're going to win it. I think I think it's good for the league. I really do. All right, let's shift to this. Uh, this has been a day that college athletes have been waiting for forever. Uh, name, image, and likeness. So if you haven't heard or you don't know about it much in detail, you might want to read up on it separately. Um, but essentially, it's, it's not a salary. That's kind of a misconception. It's not a salary, but it's monetizing on a specific player's outreach. Uh, jersey sales. If a school decides to sell jerseys, a player the player's going to get a cut. Uh, promotions advertisements sponsorships things like that uh reggie bush would have made a ton on this just individually uh vince young would have made, made a boatload on this tim tebow johnny manzel uh, trevor lawrence maybe recently would have zion williamson would have made a boatload on this in particular it's going to be football and, and basketball players that mostly derive a lot of this uh though you know uh Barstool's coming out with their agency they just made it up on the fly yeah uh, i don't know Um, you know, good for the athletes. I'm really, I'm really happy for the athletes. Uh, but the NCAA has been neglecting it for years. Uh, but it's as much as they haven't known it, it's kind of a win, win, win. Uh, the player obviously wins. They finally get a cut. They finally get, uh, to capitalize on the kind of, uh, gravitas that they have. The advertisers and sponsors win. And as they might've not realized the NCAA wins. It's kind of like my parents always taught me, how the truth always comes out. I think, you know, if I were to take one lesson that, they, that they've that they taught me, it's that the truth always comes out, right? That's That was kind of their line. Um, and money is rooted into amateur sports and college recruiting. It's inevitable. We all know what's going on. But the NCAA has tried to hide it, you know, their mantra, you know, I think like within the first four words of their statement, it's like education. They're here for education. And all of us really... We kind of look back at it 3,000 feet. I mean, I'm not the biggest college fan, but we kind of know, kind of roll our eyes at it. They're not there for education. You and I both know that, especially the one and done, the Zion Williamson's really, you're going to make him stick around for a while. He's going to be one and done, go to the NBA, go play, go get his money. He he deserves that. You know, I'm not shaming him. That's exactly what I would do. Why would you stay in college for longer than you have to? I know, you know, the education has benefits, but at the end of the day, you got, you know, an opportunity to go play in the league, go get it. But you know, there's bribing, there's poking, there's prodding by agents. There's really no way of stopping it. Um, and the, by the way, these NBA contracts are so massive that yes, agents will swing at college recruits and pay a fine and have some bad press for a day if that means they get 10% of a draft picks contract. And in colleges, they benefit by this too because them having a Zion Williamson on their team their team's on TV. Their team's in March Madness. They get some attention. No one knew about UMBC before they upset Virginia. No one, like, that's kind of the gravity that being on TV and being in tournaments and being in contention and winning. We can all roll our eyes at, oh, college athletics. But the benefits of having that plub, uh, publicity publicity, pl- bleh, publicity, is it's so underrated. Of course, schools will throw in some, some money to get the benefits on the back end. Of course, in NCAA, would you rather be looked at as stingy and out of touch for making money yourselves, kind of tongue-in-cheek running um, you know, below the table, shady business, or would you rather get an applause break? You don't have to hide the money anymore. The truth's going to come out. We already know. We already know the money's under the table. We already know players are getting money. We already know agents are paying. We already know they have sponsorships. We already know they have contracts. You don't have to hide it hide behind it anymore. You don't have to put out the education word. Though that means a lot is kind of disingenuous, isn't it? NCAA, you win. Would you rather have it be looked at as shady? Would you rather have your business model be looked at as kind of under the table, kind of we don't know what they're doing? We, it's, college, you know, it's been looked at kind of as a filthy sport throughout the last couple of years through with recruiting. We know what's going on. You're hiding it. Why don't we just look at it as a really good opportunity for young people to get their due? In college basketball in particular, though we love March Madness, a lot of the top recruits opted to go overseas and into the G League to make money rather than to go to college. LaMelo Ball went to Australia. I remember Emmanuel Moutier went overseas. Brandon Jennings went overseas. Um, Jalen Green went to the G League Ignite. And I don't blame him. As a 20-year-old still in college, I have a chance to go make six figures on my image and likeness over, like at a different place than in college absolutely wouldn't you do that but the NCAA as much as they don't want to admit it they're winning too and the NCAA has gotten a lot of backlash and they've gotten a lot of scrutiny over the years for rejecting this and and you know turning their eye away from under the table work even though we all know what's going on but college basketball you win too and I'm calling out college basketball in particular this is just an example but college sports in general they benefit from this too because back to basketball we all love March Madness we all fill out the brackets we all rip up the brackets a month later after we're all wrong heck me this year was like two weeks in and I ripped it up but a lot of the prospects go overseas and in the G League to make money wouldn't the NCAA rather have LaMelo Ball at UCLA still wouldn't you rather have Jalen Green at Duke wouldn't you want these guys on your stage Because that's how the colleges benefit from this. They get publicity. That's what they get. So the NCAA makes money off the TV deals. They make money off TV ratings. That's how they're... Get the guys on your stage. This is how you do it. You're not paying them a salary. If people... If they have the gravity to be able to sell merchandise, personalized merchandise... They should have that right. It's theirs. Their name is on it. They're in the commercials. They're on the. They're on the uh, promotions. Give them a cut. It's only fair. And honestly, it's only American. So that's kind of my stance on that. It's been long overdue. Um, and and hopefully, college basketball is looked at with a more honest eye nowadays because they've been catching a lot of scrutiny, a lot of crit- criticism, and most of it is due. But the recruiting has been dirty. There's a lot of scary stories out there. And a lot of them are unethical. And the NCAA turns their eye at it. So maybe this is a change of the tide. Who knows? But uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Jason Snow Show. Thank you for tuning in as always. And I will see you again on Tuesday. Have a good weekend.